I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Life for many seems to be getting more hectic and crazy by the minute. But what if we were given the opportunity to take a break and recharge in our own personal meditation pod? Our guest today is an entrepreneur, an artist, musician, who has a passion for enhancing well-being and productivity. With over two decades of experience in the startup world, he's recently ventured into the world of meditation with a unique twist, all within the confines of a quiet and private pod. This is the story of Open Seed with Jonathan Markoshammer. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on and uh, being a part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Listen, you got 20 years in like startup. You're an entrepreneur. I mean, I was an entrepreneur that burned out pretty early on and needed my own tools. But tell, tell us about your story, how you got into meditation and kind of the wellness space. Yeah, well, um, I was always involved in early stage companies uh, and entrepreneurship. I mean, I studied at Babson College entrepreneurship. I was always uh, a self-starter, always a risk taker. And um, I've had some, you know, successes, some failures, many failures. And around 2012, one of the companies that I'd worked and co-founded for eight years was winding down. And I ended up in a, in a dark place. I was not happy. I was very depressed, really de going through some, some tough moments. And um, a friend of mine led me to, uh, to meditation. And I did a quick course here in Miami, and that led me to, uh, to Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation course. Vipassana is a technique that comes from Buddhism. It's existed for over 2,000 years. And um, I went, I took, I, I went on this 10-day silent meditation course, and it was completely transformative. Mm. Um, it was kind of my life before Vipassana and then after. And I realized that it's a meditation is a tool that everyone should have. It's a skill that everyone should have. And um, it really gave me access to many things, to many, but most importantly, to awareness, to being able to uh, identify, distinguish your emotions um, and all the benefits of meditation that are already well proven uh, over the past few decades. And so after Vipassana, I went back to kind of the real world and I was open. I was working in an, uh, in a, uh, Laos in a noisy uh, office and I didn't have anywhere to meditate. And the idea just came. How about in creating this enclosed environment that integrated sound, light, aromatherapy, and different therapeutic modalities that would help people meditate uh, and learn the skill of meditation? Because we know that most people are not, many people are not going to go to the 10-day meditation retreat. And so this was a way to bring some of that to them in a, in a, you know, in a convenient manner. So that's how, that was the inspiration. That's how I got into the world of meditation. Yeah. Yeah. It's through this, the experiences of kind of, and the failures or the hardships and challenges of life that we see the opportunities to create something different. Yeah. And it really does start with that environment because we live in an environment that's kind of full of sound, of information, of distractions, right? Our cell phone's always pinging. We don't even realize all the sounds that are going on that are impacting right. our nervous system and kind of causing a sympathetic stress reaction without us even right. realizing it. 
So I like this idea of a pod. I actually had someone else on just the other day, Max Casa from Max Vitality who does flotation pods. And right, it's like this right. idea of a pod to me is sort of like what we've done or Zen Buddhists have done in a cave, right? It's the idea right, of, right, of allowing right. a cave-like thing alone, darkness, sort of, you know, very secluded, but you're putting it in an environment which is really kind of, you know, wild around you and, and uh, you know, somewhat stressful. So you're allowing that. What What is it about the the pod that you're like, hey, we need something like this in there? Like, where, where did that, I know the inspiration was from that, but, you know, in meditation, a lot of times you go into nature, you go into open areas, but right. here you're going right. into an enclosed area. And that too is sometimes, well, claustrophobic and can cause some yeah. anxiety. How do you right. get past that? How do you create a pod that creates this you know, very secure yet open feeling. I think that uh, it took a while to discover that, but the initial vision was the question that I posed myself was how to create an environment that as soon as you stepped in and, and that welcomed the most claustrophobic people and that as soon as they walked in, they could feel a sense of calm. So we looked at materials, dimensions, sounds, lights, did a lot of research and we came up with the right dimensions uh, felt the materials. We saw a lot of pods out there, like the floating tanks, which are great, but they're made of acrylic. They're very yep. small. There's hydraulics. People might feel like they get, can get stuck in there. All those things are, uh, deprive really people of being able to surrender fully in an environment. So, uh, after a few prototypes, we developed one that's made from wood, mm -hmm. uh, felt really soft, natural, organic materials, the right dimension. People, you could stand up there. You can, uh, expand your hands it's seven feet wide, nine feet high. So it's pretty wow. big. Yeah. So it, you have that feeling of infinity in there, the way that it's designed, the way that the colors, everything is intentional. All the design has been thought to make it very easy and, um, really effective at the end of the day is what, what really matters. So. And the other most important thing is the location. Where do you put it? Like you mm. mentioned the flotating, floating uh, uh, caves or nature. But if you're uh, in the middle of the winter working at a bank in Chicago, downtown Chicago, uh, and you have a 15 minute break, you need to find something that's, you know, within 10 feet or 20 feet from your desk. And that's where we come in. We just put it there convenient. So you can go in there before a meeting or if you're feeling stressed or you need a uh, boost of creativity, uh, meditation helps unblock that. So that's where, that's our role. Talk us through the actual, so I, I now establish it's large as seven feet, nine feet. So it's not this confined space that you're just sitting in and it's kind of like right. a cocoon feeling. You feel that almost infinite feeling within it. But tell us about the experience beyond that, beyond the space. You're talking about lights. You're talking about aromatherapy. What does someone right. then experience in those senses as they walk into these pods? Sure. So it's a very intuitive. You walk in and you have a tablet with a menu and there's uh, different experiences for relaxation, a guided meditation, sound journeys. You select the experience and the pod is designed. We've designed lighting scripts to sync with the audio. And so you go in there and you also have a selection of essential oils, three blends, um, uh, lavender and some other essential oils that are, have already been proven to show to really help people calm down. And 
you activate one of the experiences and most of them are about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, so we have anywhere between uh, 25 to 30 uh, uh, experiences right now in the meditation, in the, in the pod. And so you'll have something like breath work for 10 minutes, uh, bellows breathing for someone that wants to kind of uh, re-energize. And so with that comes lights that synchronize with the beat to cue the, the, the breathing. Because so, many people don't know how to do breath work. They don't, know, they don't know. So we combine rhythm, sound, and lighting to help them through this, their, their first experience. Um, so it's uh, that combination of lighting, sound, uh, aroma uh, that helps people select a reference point. And in that process, they're able to calm their mind and focus on on their meditation. So that's basically how it works. Very cool because you're 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 yeah. not just creating an environment, you're you're touching on the other senses as well to stimulate yeah. that relaxing uh, feeling and really get you into a meditative state. You know, the problem so much I see with like meditation is people do it a lot of times in a place that is sometimes already for them signified with stress. You know, it's it's in a place like at work. If you're sitting at your desk, that's a fine place to do breathing. I think you could meditate anywhere. But are you right. truly going to get into a deep state when you know your phone may ring any second or, you know, people right. are around you and may disrupt you? I think that's yeah. a wonderful place. You could practice some deep breathing. You could be aware. You could say your mantra, but you're not going to get in a true deep, deep meditative state. What this pod does with OpenSea is doing is basically creating that environment where you can do these things, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, from what you've said, you've got these pods now in these places like JP Morgan, some other, you know, financial places, private residences as well. Where are you looking to go with this? Because for me, it's like, all right, the finance bros, they they need, yeah, they're stressed out. I started in finance, Wall Street, like, yeah. I get it. Um, but, but you know, there, there's so much more we could do with this, right? And so what are your plans for OpenSea for like, putting these pods where more people could access them, not just, you know, in some private residences and financial worlds. So right now we're focused on the workplace and that could mean mm. uh, the banks. We're also in a hospital. We just installed one oh, in, a, in, in a hospital. So awesome. doctor, doctors and nurses, and it's in a vet hospital, great uh, vet hospital in, uh, in Winter Park, Florida. Okay. Um, Winter Haven, Florida. And uh, yeah, the doctors and nurses are using it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's right in the hallway, so it's not hidden. The pod is a reminder for the staff to even take a deep breath every time they see it. And if they get very stressed or it's part of their regular practice, they just go in there for 10 to 15 minutes. So our plan is to uh, build on the success we've had already. Um, the workplace is where we believe we have the greatest impact. Uh, of course, there are wellness centers and spas, but that's kind of a different, you know, people go there to have massages and different treatments. This is where we believe we have, where we're really solving a problem, you know, 17%, uh, only 70% of employees of uh, in, in offices have meditation spaces. So mm -hmm. there's a greater percentage of places that don't have spaces that are conducive for meditation or prayer or introspection or so i think we're uh well positioned to solve that problem and of course solve the problem the greater problem of mental health um that that we're seeing right now so that's our plan at least for the for the short run 
No, I love that you're in hospitals because I do know that that's so necessary, not just for the staff or you know patient, anyone to use it there. Have you ever thought about schools? I just think about children nowadays, and I've always been such an advocate of we should be teaching children stress reduction techniques, meditation, breathe. These are the tools that will get them through right. depression, right. anxiety, everything we're seeing more and more of. I'm yeah. sure it's very tough for public schools to get on board with some of these things, but has there been any thought of that or even notion of some private charter schools or anything like that trying to implement something related to the pot or meditation like that? Yeah, we've gotten, we've gotten uh, inquiries from uh, colleges and universities. Um, schools, we've always, it's in our long-term plan. Uh, essentially, what we're doing is building a technology platform that will power different types of pods. So for example, now we have the Lotus pod, which is our high end. Then we're now developing the Iris pod, which is a little smaller. But as time goes, we'll see where we can really add value. So if it's kids pods that are much smaller, that can be powered by the same platform, the same technology, then, then we'll definitely go down that route. Uh, it makes perfect sense. I also agree 100% that if we can teach one generation of children how to meditate, uh, you know, this world's going to look a lot different. Absolutely. Especially when you look at all the data coming out on the mental health crisis in children, right? Showing mm -hmm. up at the ER with panic attacks and complete breakdown and everything. That's just, it's just yeah. wild. And I feel like we have to start to institute something. Uh, I know a recent collaboration you've done with is with Deepak Chopra, correct? Yeah, correct. How did correct, that come yeah. about? I mean, that that's kind of like the guru of meditation in many ways, or yeah, at least yeah. very well-known name of meditation. Yeah, look, I've been very lucky. From the moment that I started this company, I developed the vision board. And I and I and before I even met uh, Dr. Chopra, I, I put his face on my vision board. And through my perseverance, my, my amazing, I'm blessed with an amazing team and great network of people that are been uh, amazing supporters. I had the privilege and honor to, to spend some, a few days with Deepak at a retreat and, um, and yeah, we developed a partnership for content, for, uh, research. And so, um, yeah, we're about two weeks away from launching a, um, a, a series of 10 meditations, guided meditations that we that we produced together that we recorded in New York. And I had the privilege of producing as, as you know, I'm also a musician and producer. So this was, this was truly a dream come true. And to have someone like Deepak on board is, 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 uh, is really an honor. So we're looking to, you know, to develop that relationship and to bring in other, uh, meditation teachers and people, uh, coaches and wellness instructors that uh, can be part of the, of the platform of the content platform that we're building as well. So, yeah. You mentioned vision boards, something I'm a big fan of affirmations, visualizations. We try and teach patients about that, and, you know, visualizing themselves healthy and everything. Do you feel meditation catalyzes the manifestation of visions? Yeah, I believe that meditation kind of clears the path, kind of filters the, all the nonsense, you know, 80% of our thoughts are, are, are just our crap, monkey minds. You know, yeah. Going wild. Monkey minds. <laughs> and the think that, that helps clear the vision. And there's a famous quote that I go by, um, quiet the mind and the soul will speak. Mm. Right. And, and so you, through meditation, you're able to access, 
so much uh, and you're able to manifest your intentions, your dreams is just, you, be ha- you start having laser focused and uh, all those things come into play in realizing your vision. Um, so I've always, I've always said that med- med- meditation, it's not just a stress reduction, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's, it facilitates a lot more than just that. Now you have this larger unit, the Lotus, I believe, right? The, yeah. the large nine foot uh, tall unit, quite large. You need open space for it. You have another unit coming out. It's probably going to be a little smaller, but a large population, myself included, uh, you know, lives in a New York City apartment where, where space is incredibly tight. Is yeah. is there anything of a like a pop up type or you know something that's for smaller spaces or something just to maybe not give the full effect of something like the Lotus feeling where you'd go someplace to experience it, but something like that. Do you have any thoughts about that or is it just really focused on, you know, the, the kind of larger ones right now? Well, right now we're focused on B2B. Uh, yeah. We want to make it accessible in co-working space in as many places as possible. You know, where, where our vision long-term is to have a network of 20,000 in airports mm. and in, in uh, airport lounges and hospitals and schools. So uh, if we can make it accessible, maybe not in your house, but maybe in your, the common area of your apartment building, that's yeah. definitely in, 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 uh, um, that's definitely uh, in our plans. Now for homes, for private homes, there's um, look, meditation, there's the apps, there's other companies that are doing very innovative things in VR, um, Soundbed, another company, uh, Opus, developed that developed a mattress for sound healing, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of a lot of kind of peers in our in our space that uh, that I think are coming up with very uh, interesting consume direct to consumer technologies. And then for us, our content is good, is available will be available on Spotify. So oh, definitely, nice. you'll have the meditations available there. Oh, nice. So you, you're going to have the Spotify there. Do you have an app right now? Yeah, we, we don't have a consumer app right now, but, but we, our content the... is, yeah, uh, we have an app for the pod. Yeah. Right, right. I would love to see a city jump on board, you know, and just put these yeah. in the open air in parks or something like, yeah. you know, in areas yeah. where people go to and sometimes feel stressed to get out and just be outside and take that walk after a stressful day. But then pop in and really de-stress there is has anyone ever approached you as like the the mayor of miami i know he's open bitcoin guy and everything yeah is that like is that on your radar has that ever been there because that would be amazing it's yeah it would be amazing logistically uh (laughs) very challenging yeah um yeah it's like you know it'll become the porta parties of meditation you know right yeah it's uh it's maybe not the best analogy, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, overall, our mission is, is to get as many people to meditate because we've seen firsthand how transformational it is. It's been for me, it's a personal story for me. And I've seen in my early days of open seed, I sat in front of it and I saw all the people go in it and how they came out. And, uh, it's a portal into the world of meditation and wellness. And so by any means, though, we can do that that for us will 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 count as a success absolutely i think anything to bring more people into the world of meditation it is some somewhat of a i would say forgotten art or technique that very few apply and yet we're all needing it in some way shape or form 
So yeah. that's, it's one of those things that the more you can get into it and the more you have access to things that can help you to get into that state, the better we are. Now, you, you mentioned you're a musician, you're an artist, you know, that's kind of what you are, you're a creative person. How does music influence you and how do you feel music plays a role in healing? I think music for me, it's really, a, it's very transformative. It takes me, it makes me dream. It makes me focus. It makes me relaxed. Um, so for me, the process of making music is amazing, but most of all, the, the process of giving music and seeing the effect of people uh, and how it affects them. My genre of music and more ambient, very influenced by uh, meditation, by Indian music, by everything that's percussion, rhythm, um, even electronic music that gets kind of into a trance. So I combine all that. And uh, I actually just came back from Burning Man and I did my debut, my first Burning Man experience. And I did a an amazing sound experience in a big dome, kind of like a pod, oh, but nice. like a giant pod with with lights, with um, with amazing sound system, and just to see people's faces and reactions was priceless. There's nothing that compares to someone coming up to you after and saying, "Hey, your your music transported me, reminded me of this, or it transported me there." So that I think is every musician's. Uh, way to be feel fulfilled you know and 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 by sharing our gifts uh i think that is uh that's what it's all about um so music has always been very transformative right i think uh different genres uh, people resonate with different types of music but as we know music is scientifically proven different frequencies take you from certain brain waves to down to alpha waves from gamma to alpha and um and it's a matter of uh, of curating that. In our in our case, we um, we have different experiences, different types of genres, so um, people can experiment what works with them. And obviously, we capture data and be, are able to personalize the music uh, and the sound frequencies to the people as as they use the pod. Uh, but there's so many exciting things happening right now with also with AI. Um, yeah, talk company. about that. How is how is yeah. AI transforming this sector? So, for example, a company called Amy uh, out of Austin, they have, uh, or Endel, it's another app, um, to AI-based soundscapes. So based on your feedback, they give you certain frequencies and different sounds, beautiful music, and uh, also AI and science-backed. So there's uh, a lot, and it's just, we're just, you know, touching the just the the tip of the iceberg right now of what's possible uh in ai generated music but at the end of the day it does have to be guided by creativity yes. by someone's idea you know someone has to uh uh input that information that intention and that values in it so that the ai or that technology is is developed in the right direction yeah for so, sure uh, i mean you know, when any anyone brings up AI, there's always the double-edged sword of, you know, you're right. allowing kind of this this computer machinery software, really, I should say, to, you know, impact a human. And it's it's sort of this element of, you know, artificial to it. Whereas, you know, you go back to to the ancient times of how they went into it and got into a meditative state. 
do do you find that there is going to be a, a a kind of reluctance of some to apply these things like AI and others within systems of healing that are grounded in kind of ancient and traditional roots that are kind of human interactions and soulful, meaningful connections? Yeah, I think um, a lot of this ancient wisdom is coming back and you see that in sound ceremonies and, and all sorts of new types of healing and wellness programming and retreats. Uh, you know, the retreat world has exploded yeah. uh, and tech-free tech retreats has exploded. And so I think if we have a, we manage to have a good balance, you know, as we see technology and, and then the waves and the innovation of technologies, you can't stop it. Just like people tried to stop Napster and streaming music that you see how that, you know, turned out. So you, you're not going to be able to stop AI and the, and the transformation, but I think if there's a... If we have the awareness, if we have that still intact, that we'll be able to 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 uh, to be more well balanced, you know, and not let technology control our lives. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. key part of it because it kind of is already for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But that's where yeah. meditation comes into play. Put it all away right. and center right. yourself. You know, be grounded yeah. in the now of everything. You said you did the 10 day silent retreat, the Vipassana, like, is that something you feel everyone should experience or is that maybe too much for some to get into? I highly recommend it. You know, yeah. if, you, if you, I know it 10 days is, 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 and not being connected. Was it tough for you to start? Because I've heard the first few days may be somewhat yeah. like fasting. The first few days may be difficult, but then your body adjusts and you feel somewhat lighter and, you know, right. and it improves right. over time, actually. Is it the same right. thing no, here? I, yeah, absolutely. The first two days, you know, people drop out, you're in pain, you've never sat so many hours, um, you know, you got to sit on the floor, your back hurts, you're trying to figure out why you're there, you know, why you did this. Um, but I can promise that on the, at least for me on the fourth and fifth day, it was just this overwhelming bliss and peace. And I could have stayed another 10 days, you know, after your seventh and eighth day, you're like, oh, I, I see how, you know, Buddhist monks do this for the, for, for the entire lifetimes, you know, mm -hmm. or, or people. So it's, um, it's, it's highly recommended. Now there's others, uh, not 10 days, there's three, four days, uh, but Vipassana the, the mm -hmm. is 10 days. That's the most kind of strict, uh, technique, um, and I, it's, it's worth it. It's a, it's a, it's an, it's an investment in time, uh, but it's well worth it. Is this something you do on a regular yearly basis or so? So I haven't been in a while. I, uh, I highly encourage those and I, and I have to practice it myself to go once, if not once a year, then a few, uh, every couple or three years. Um, after you do the 10 day, you're also encouraged and allowed to do a two or three day or and even volunteer because vipassana mm -hmm. is all based on volunteers mm -hmm. um even uh the tuition right now it's by donation so you kind of pay it forward so uh it's on my list to go back and volunteer uh for uh, at least uh three four days um and in those volunteering days you're also you have about five or six hours a day of meditation so you can jump into the meditations as well um but yeah, I, I recommend everyone to have a, a meditation practice. I practice every day. I take a, yeah. I do an hour, an hour in the morning 
and I try to do maybe half an hour before going to sleep. Um, Is that in so, the pod yeah, or yeah. just at your house or? It's my house and here yeah. at the office, I'll go in for 15 minutes kind of uh, in yeah. the middle of the day instead of, instead of reaching for that second cup of coffee, right. I'll go do some, I'll go do some, some breath work to kind of get, get the blood flowing again. Um, or before a presentation or a podcast, I'll go in there. I'll go in there for, uh, for, a, for a quick meditation. Yeah. You know, something I found interesting and I find this in myself a little bit too. You said you're obsessed to an OCD level with details, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is yes. that something you balance out? Because I'm like that too. And it, it sometimes really gets to you, right? Little, little things you see that some people don't. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. whoa, that that's all. And it starts to get you over and over time. Is that something you're balancing out with meditation and just mindfulness in general? Because otherwise I could imagine for someone in your position, like lots of startups, entrepreneurs, like there, there's bound to be lots of little details that just bug you. They're just yeah. out of place a little bit. And, yeah. you know, that's a little bit of a perfectionism standpoint, which I'm, you know, also uh, guilty of at times. But, you know, I, I feel like you, people always say, let me, let me start. People always say that perfectionism is, is a terrible thing. Um, I don't find it to be a terrible thing unless it overcomes you and stops you from action. If it actually right. does that. Right. But do you find that you could still have that OCD like ability to pick out the details for a positive and balance it out with meditation and mindfulness? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, having that obsession, uh, with details and what we call OCD is actually very helpful in certain Mm -hmm. situations and certain applications and how you channel it you know uh i've learned over the years to um to embrace it and uh be able to distinguish when i'm not applying it in the right circumstance when things really don't matter and those details yeah. don't matter at all uh sometimes it's uh, it's a work in progress when i'm when i'm highly meditated you know when i've got a few days in a row where I'm, my awareness is super sharp I'm able to uh, catch myself, uh, you know, going overboard on something that really doesn't require it. Yep. But another, like you said, it's it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. It truly is a gift. Yeah, it eats up a lot of people, right? They get yeah. very upset uh, by it. I found I used to do that a lot too. Yeah. But if you don't let it eat away at you, it can absolutely be a positive thing. And that's why yeah. some people, they just say, you know, they, they have that OCD or ability to be so detail oriented and they're kind of taught to, you know, kind of push that down. But I don't think you ever truly are able to get rid. That's a part of you. And that's probably right. a gift that you should be able to harness rather exactly. than subdue. Because a lot of people I know, they're told just go for good. You know, uh, perfection is the enemy, enemy of great. And this, you know, you're told all these things and you start to say, okay. Let me just give up on it. you start to almost jade your own senses to it, which right, is never right. a good thing because then you start right. to lose, I feel like this ability of who you are, this idea of authenticity. Right, right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's what you said. It's being able to harness that uh, energy and uh, channel it into the right, into meaningful ways and not let it translate into paralysis and inaction or disappointment. Um, and that's, that takes a while that takes years. I'm in my forties and I'm just 
Oh yeah. Just it's getting a grasp on it. <laughs> yeah. You know? no, it's, it's a lifelong journey. Like I say, healing yeah. is a lifelong journey because we're all always healing of something, right? We're all sort of patients yeah. to anything out there in the world. And uh, it's, it's a lifelong journey we have to embrace and go with. Let me ask you, Jonathan, is there anything you're excited about in the wellness sector? You're obviously at the forefront of this, of technology, music, wellness, all of that. Is there anything you're looking forward to in, into the near future that's really exciting you? Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, I think obviously AI is the big, uh, is, is the big category, the big space. And I'm looking forward to seeing how we can integrate that. And, and it's about how we come together and we put our values first, right? With the, the, that conversation has been going on for a while. Um, and how do we balance uh, capitalism and the need to create profitable companies with, um, with a high level of moral values in terms of addict technology addiction? Yep. That's, I think that's, that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about. Um, because despite all my meditation practice, despite everything, I find myself going into the rabbit hole of social media and, and technology all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, and I'm, I consider myself pretty aware and, and pretty trained. And so I, f I feel that, um, I've been called to be a part of that solution. So, um, that's what I'm yes looking forward to yeah uh, i'm glad you could you know put that out there and admit that as well because it's sort of like you know people suffer from what i think it's like i saw 57 percent or so say they're addicted to their self they're just checking 144 times or more a day and yeah. you know you start to say well what is the other you know 33 or 40 percent doing you know they're still struggling with it at times. Like you, you could probably say you're not addicted, but you struggle with it at times. Right. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. It's it's just to admit that and and recognize that, be aware of that, and move in a direction where you can find yourself more mindful, where you could put in a little extra time to balance that out with meditation and move back away from that, so you're not always checking there. I mean, do do you find that that will be the pendulum will swing? away from this idea that technology needs to be so you know addictive that you have to make money this way obviously you're one person in this field that's going in that direction do you see that others are following and say hey you could absolutely make money this isn't a scarcity mindset and not okay. have people fully addicted to to technology yeah it's a it's a fine balance it's a fine line um but i do believe that um Ultimately, technology companies are driven by people and they have their uh, values um, and they have their responsibilities to meet bottom lines. But I'm already seeing, I think in, in Facebook already, before opening Facebook, there it, 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 uh, there's, I forget the name of the app, apparently they integrated it with Facebook, but it asked you, do you really want to open Facebook? And you yeah. have to take a deep, a deep breath before you actually, and like confirm if you want to open it. And that gives you, that gives you a, yeah. a space that gives you a space to, to say, hold on, I'm, I'm not even, it was, it was a, it was a reaction. It was right. a impulse a reaction. So, yeah. It was an impulse. Um, yeah. so I don't, so those are the type of things that I'd like to see more. And I think, I think we're gonna companies that don't or technologies that don't integrate that, I think will be maybe vilified, you know, um, yeah as as non uh, as not contributing to the wellness of their own users 
Yeah. And I think people are craving to feel good. You know, yeah. as, as as much as we become sort of addicted and feeling depressed or looking at other people's lives and having this jealousy and this this despair around us, at the end of the day, everyone I speak to wants to live healthy and happy. You know, they may yeah. have a hard time yeah. with the actions to get there because it is challenging to give up something addictive and and remove that from your life in a healthy and positive way. But they all want it. And if you start to offer them solutions such as you're yeah. doing. They, they yeah. will look at, they will want to go there, especially as they build awareness. And once you start down the path of a healthy, optimized lifestyle, it's like, wow, you just keep going. What else can I do? And that's the beautiful, you know, not downward spiral, but upward spiral that a lot of these yeah. things do in companies like yours. So where can people learn more about OpenSeed and your work? So uh, obviously our website, openseed.co, um, you can follow us on Instagram, the OpenSeed um and yeah we've got some exciting news coming up our launch uh with with deepak the, the meditations we're also coming up with um case studies on our current clients deloitte and morgan stanley um and uh yeah just be on the lookout for more for more news and if you're in miami you can come check out the 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 our office is here um so yeah I'm going to take you up on that because I got to get down to Miami sometime soon. And I'd love to try this out and experience that, that deep meditation, open sea. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate all that you're doing. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. To everyone listening, go and check out opensea.co. And until next time, continue writing your own healing story.